Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 10 of the Camino Voice. On this episode, I get to speak to the creator of the clothing brand High on Tacos with over 4,000 followers on Instagram, plus so much more. Please welcome Brian Hansen. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Camino Voice Podcast, where I interview folks around Camino Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining me for another podcast. And on this episode, I get to speak with Brian Hansen, who started a clothing company called High on Tacos, which is not a restaurant. Our conversation ends up being very wide ranging and we dive into all these different topics that are just so interesting and things you would not know about his brand or his vision from just hearing about his High on Tacos clothing brand. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Brian Hansen. Hey Islanders, it's Brandon with the Camino Voice, and I'm here today with the creator of the brand High on Tacos, which has over 4,000 followers on Instagram. Please welcome Brian Hansen. Brandon, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us on the show today. So before we get started, tell us a little bit about Brian Hansen. Grew up in Kirkland, Washington. Um, played baseball my whole life, went down to Santa Barbara for a little bit. Uh, realized how much I missed the Pacific Northwest, and so I came back. I've had a career as a commercial insurance broker for over 11 years, though, which not too many people know because of the High on Tacos brand. Right, right. But, so I was kind of looking at that. I was looking into, as I was doing research for this, you've been doing that, so you said 11 years. 11 years, yeah. How did you get started in that? A uh, gentleman by the name of Michael Oskuyan. So in high school, I did Junior Achievement, DECA, which is the marketing organization. It's the, the acronym is Distributive Educational Clubs of America. And it was, it's just a way for high school kids and and it's actually did it in the collegiate level at Bellevue College as well but you know you put together ad campaigns you go you compete I you know I competed at nationals down in Anaheim and this gentleman that would come into the high school I went to went to Juanita High School uh he owned like I said owned his own insurance agency and he would come in on and volunteer and help us with our projects we always kept in in touch and so at the age of 25 we ran into each other at an event in Bellevue, and he's like, it's time for you to have a career. <laughs> and I was like, I think I'm doing all right. I'm having fun. He's like, no, you need to think about your future. <laughs> and so we met up at his office, and honestly, insurance was never that intriguing to me. But he's like, what do you like to do? And I said, well, I'd like to go out. I'd like to have fun. He goes, okay, how about the, the restaurant industry, the bar industry, hospitality? And he actually, how he got me. If we're being completely honest here, how he got me into the industry, he threw a manila folder on the table in front of me, and he said, open that up. And I opened it up, and it was tax returns for the last three years. And I was like, yeah, this might be my industry. <laughs> so that's how I got into it. And now 11 years later, I mean, it's, it's uh, definitely changed my perspective on how businesses run, you know, all the different exposures that you're not aware of. Right, but, right. Yeah, so... Yeah, well, and that's something, you know, now that I've been... Man so I've been managing the marketplace for the last year, yes. like, hands-on. Yeah. Um, but before that, I've been helping my dad with the property management side. Okay. And, um, you know, 
growing up and even like when I first started everything, like there would be weird things that my dad's like, okay, this brick, it's stepped up a little bit. We need to get someone to sand it down. I'm like, it's a brick. Like people walk on trails. What's so bad about a brick? And and, like all these different things, he would always be very like sensitive on like, make sure this is closed. Make sure this is like, this is kind of sticking out, push it in. I'm like, what's the big deal? Well then as I've been working with them longer, I've worked with some, uh, with insurance people now. And like, Mm -hmm. It's like, oh yeah, if something happens, like you go, they go after you first. And one hundred percent. And when you have a public place that people are coming and hanging out, and kids are running around, yes, and, uh, the it, liability. It's crazy. The exposure is not what you think it is. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and and it's it's scary. I mean, it's scary, but it's also like knowing yeah. that like you could be doing great in business, everything's going great, and then something completely out of your control could put you out of business. I'm nodding my head right now yeah. saying, you're absolutely right. My eyebrows are raised, nodding the head saying, you would be surprised what comes across our desks. I'm sure. And yeah. it's so like, I mean, it's great like that you, you, I mean, you probably work with small businesses, bigger businesses, but Correct. Um, I don't know. Like it's one of those industries that does in some people's mind probably has a bad rep or whatever. For oh, it does. Reason. I'll be the first to say it's a necessary evil. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, you know, if you're a great business owner and you're in business for 30 years and you've never had a claim, you think insurance is fraud. (laughs) You know, it's legalized fraud. I mean, and and who am I to say it's not, right? But at the same time, if you had a loss and the insurance company was there, we are, you know, typically people have, you know, business owners have three people on their speed dials. They have their attorney, their accountant, and their insurance broker. But we're the only ones that actually come with a check. <laughs> so to help you get back on your feet. And that's what my mentor, you know, Michael, he, he, would, he told me that. He's like, we're the only ones that are there that's actually, you know, if something bad happens, we come with our checkbook and say, let's get you back to square run and not, not saying, okay, you owe me this before I can do this for you. Right, right. And but, I think the other thing is just, you know, depending on what side of the spectrum you are as a business owner, you don't see all of that. Cause you like don't. you're, you're seeing it from your perspective yeah. of this is my business. I've been running for this many years. It's fine. Yeah. You're on the other end where all you see is either the, the ones that were insured or the ones that weren't. Oh, there are a lot of businesses out there that don't have insurance. Right. And it's scary. It is scary. And especially in this day and age, there's, there's, I mean, the evolution of insurance, I'm yeah. sure you could yeah. talk about, but, um, the with the digital age like you're seeing these major companies get hacked and all these major (laughs) things happen and you're like it it only takes one person that can outsmart a system anywhere in the world and you can be hacked and like when you're talking about one in eight billion people right there's a good chance someone's smarter than you (laughs) there's well there's a good chance a lot of people are smarter than i am right so (laughs) but (laughs) but then there's the yeah Yeah. then there's the accidental side of sure fires or anything like that yeah so um, so that's the history of Brian Hansen, his insurance broker turned uh, clothing entrepreneur, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about High on Tacos. How did you get st- – When? first of all, when did you get started with it? Uh, it was roughly two years ago when I started the idea. Um, I've always had a saying with my <clears throat> friends or anybody, hey, it's two on Taco Tuesdays, right? Say, And I would be like, hey, let's go get High on Tacos. And a friend of mine – She's like, you know, that's actually pretty funny. You should do something with that. And I responded with, no, that's, it's stupid. It's dumb. <laughs> like, it's just, it's a saying I've had. And I got curious later that night. And uh, thank goodness, I, you know, within um, walking distance of my home, of course, Six Margaritas Inn, 
in about probably 15 tacos. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let me check this out. So I went and, and I searched the domain and it was open. So I bought it. Like, why not? Highontacos.com. Yeah. Sat on it for a little bit. And a friend of mine, Adam Kopp, I don't know if you know <clears throat> yeah, who that is. for sure. With Matic. Yep. Down in Stanwood. He actually, we, we started talking. He goes, that's pretty funny. Let me work on that for you. And at the time, I was like, yeah, it's not. You know what? It's, it's, it is what it is. And he came up with my logo on his first attempt. Okay. And he said, what do you think about this? I'm like, Adam, yeah, that speaks to me. Like, that's, that's it right there. Like, that's money. And uh, he's like, well, let me come up with a few other renditions and see how you like it. He sent me four or five other ones. And I'm like, no, I like that first one. I'm going to go with that one. And then we had, uh, there's the 107.7 in the end, had their taco truck challenge at, this, at the Seattle Center <clears throat> on Cinco de Mayo of 2018. That was my first event. Okay. I went in with shirts and tank tops and hats and koozies going, man, I hope this, you know, $6,000 investment <laughs> pays off. I sold out of darn near everything. Wow. I was left with two hats, like a handful of koozies and maybe 10 shirts. Wow. And I mean, that I is had crazy. Over 200 shirts, 300 sh- like I sold a ton of stuff. And That's I'm going incredible. Going, wow, this could actually be something. So that was the start. That was the catalyst. I mean, that's, and from there on, I've had a work, a great working relationship with Entercom, who they they own 107.7 The End, 100.7 The Wolf, <laughs> which I'm actually doing the hometown throwdown this year on September 1st. Okay, I've done the 99.9 Red Festival with them, which is the men's room festival. Yeah, and ended up being the. Uh, apparel sponsor for USA Today last year for their what? How? food truck mashup. And so, yeah, people go, how did you land that? They're the largest <laughs> media outlet in the country. Yeah. You know what I say to them? I sent them an email. <laughs> I said, hey, I love this event that you guys are doing. Who's your apparel sponsor? They responded back, <clears throat> we don't have an apparel sponsor. We never have. It's not really our thing. We don't have people there selling stuff. We just have our co- our sponsors, larger corporations, larger companies. Right. And I said, well, why not? Let me send you some stuff. So I sent them, you know, the, the corporate team. Yeah. And they got him. They're like, okay, this is good quality stuff. We think it's funny. We wore it out. And the demographic is, is vast. And so I've worked with them in, oh, in New York. I've done stuff in, in Jersey, then I was with them in Palm Springs, and I actually might do that again with them in Palm Springs this year. Um, wow. Yeah, it, was, it went from just a, an idea to working with two of the largest media outlets in, in the country. Wow, because yeah, cause one of the things when I've been talking to people and um, you know, when I'm doing my research on, on getting a podcast guest, I've talked to other people, I, I look online, stuff like that, and for the longest time, I would see... Um, over this last year, I would say I've noticed, like, I've seen you, I met you yeah. and then I've seen like high on tacos. I'm like, Oh, we must have a restaurant somewhere. Yeah. That's what everybody says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like Google it. I'm like, where, <laughs> where are the tacos? And, yeah. yeah. Tacos? And I go, yeah. I go to the website. I'm like, there's where no tacos. The, there's no tacos. And I'm looking for a location. I'm yeah. looking for all this stuff. I'm like, okay, I, I don't get like, I don't, I yeah. guess I don't get it. I don't see where it's at. And then after finally realizing like. No, that is it. It's it's just a clothing brand. It is. Yeah. It was. 
It was. There, we're, we, yeah. We're expanding next year, though. Okay. Yes. Cool. It, so what's, what's uh, okay, I, <laughs> I like, want to jump into that. Yeah, but, but we can like, wait, yeah. Okay. Or, so would you say, so you did, like, you were, were you interested in marketing throughout high school and everything because you were part of that club? and Yes. Marketing's always <clears throat> been something I've been interested in. I even did DECA, at, like I said, at Bellevue College. So I competed in, in marketing and advertising competitions on the national level. Um, and I'll be the first one to say, I don't have a degree. I don't even have an associate's degree. I never graduated. School wasn't for me. Brandon, I graduated high school with a 1.7 GPA. <laughs> People go, how did you graduate? I said, well, one of the <laughs> teachers really liked me, and she gave me some extra credit. I didn't, even get to, I didn't even get to walk, do the graduation walk, oh, because no. they didn't know if I was going to graduate. So to those, I'm just telling people, like to those out there, it's, you know, if you put in the work and you're knowledgeable and you do self-education, y- you can be whoever you want to be. Yeah. A college degree doesn't mean that you're going to be successful. It teaches right. you excellent, excellent groundwork, follow through and dedication. That is the one thing I think college is or university is really good at mm-hmm. is teaching an individual structure. Right. I am the most unstructured individual you will ever meet. I have to lean on people and rely on other people and pay people to help me have that structure. Yeah. But no, it's, yeah, it's so the whole history of of the, the marketing and advertising, I've always been very passionate about it. Yeah. Everything I've ever done, I've somehow, I've incorporated that aspect of it in one way or another. Right. Well, and I think that's something that um, I think now is becoming more mainstream as far as like people are like, oh, you don't need high school or degrees or anything. It's becoming a little more mainstream that you're seeing more people come out of it. Like, yeah. no, you really can make it without that. You can. But, but back, you know, 10 years ago, even like it was it was not it a conversation. Like, no, it was. It was not. like you get a degree or not. Go, you're going to be living on the street. Well, not only that, the resources <laughs> 10 years ago aren't what they are now. Right. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying is 10, 10, 20 years. Ago, <clears> I mean, <throat> I have my 20 year high school graduation coming up. I graduated in 2000. OK. And at that time, not getting a degree was, man, I was a disgrace. Like, I mean, my, right. they weren't very happy with me. My yeah. parents, that is. I'm sure. You I'm know, sure it was really stressful for them. Like, it was. What are we going to, what is he, he's going to yeah, be living in our basement. <laughs> what's he going to do? <laughs> you know, I mean, I no, it's, but I, you know, I think that as the times have changed with the social media, with the internet, mm-hmm. with cell, it, everything's changed. And I don't think it's as important. Do I think it's important? Yes, I do. <clears throat> If you don't have structure and you don't have drive and you're kind of wondering what you're going to do, right. look, don't get an English degree. Don't just right. go to a trade. Trade schools yeah. right now, I mean, people, they don't understand you can make six figures in a heartbeat right after you graduate from a trade school. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we are actually limited on right now. Right. Yeah. And right. like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we, we do projects and construction here with Camino Commons, stuff yeah. like that. Um, and yeah, that's the hardest thing is trying to find contractors, subcontractors. Well, it is. Um, those trade professions, they're... When, when you do find them, they're always backed up for months. Right. Because they don't have enough manpower. And a lot of them are, I mean, our electrician is, is still going and he is older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can tell you right? that. Right. And um, <laughs> he wants to retire. You won't let him. Yeah, he exactly. He said, no, and, we need you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it is. It, those trades are definitely needed right now. They are. Um, yes. But it's also one of those things where so many uh, different aspects, uh, what would you call it, 
different career paths, different uh, professions are in need of people. Like they if are. you, you know, for a while there, so I, I have a mechanical engineering background. That was my degree. Um, and then after I was, I had done five years in that, I was like, well, I kind of want to tra- change. Um, maybe I should try computer programming. And I looked into it, did some research, and that field is exploding. It's going so fast that by the time people get four-year degrees, like the degree doesn't mean anything. You're learning from stage it's one changing again. again. It changes oh, so again. fast. The evolution of it, it's, it's yeah. <clears throat> but even with like all of the graduates that were coming out of the universities in this area, they still were at a deficit of like thou- tens of thousands of developers and stuff that they oh, wow. need to keep up with demand. And that's going to keep growing. So that's like every field I feel like is in desperate need yeah. of people. Um, because when technology and stuff expands so quickly and things can change so quickly, you need manpower. Yes. Um, but, uh, but anyways, like what you've like been able to incorporate this marketing and everything. I'm like, Oh, it seems like you would have gone into marketing, but I mean, you have in some way. I get, yeah. Well, I mean, with insurance, yourself. I mean, everybody sells, you know, everybody's in sales, right? right. I'm in sales. <laughs> you're in sales. You, you know, you sell yourself, whether you're trying to get a job at McDonald's or yeah. whatever it is, you're selling yourself. Yep. You're selling, you know, why should somebody hire you? Why should somebody trust you? Just because I sell, I mean, I sell an intangible product with insurance, but with high on tacos, it's a tangible product. Right. And to be completely honest, I'm not good with that. What's what you call, you know, hard goods sales. <laughs> so when I go do events, you know, um, I tend to have counterparts with me that are good with that. <clears throat> right. You know, I'm great with interacting with people, but I'm not like, hey, what's your color? What's your size? Let's get you into this. You know, I feel like I'm like opening the jacket on the side of the streets in New York. Like I got watches <laughs> and bracelets and wallets. What What do you need? You know, it makes me. <laughs> it just doesn't. It doesn't feel right. Right. But at the same, you know, but a lot of people that come up, they know they want it. They just want to know what sizes I have, you know. Right. It makes it easy. But is, you know, as far as getting like the the actual sales aspect in in it, it, it's been tough. Right. Well, and the connection, I think, I think that's the thing is that people resonate with you with the connection that you make with them. Yeah. Um, Because you are, you're the, the, the name behind the brand. You are, you are the brand, right? Yes. um, I mean, it, it is different, though, like having that connection versus being the salesperson. That um, is true. And making that. But like I tell the story like 50 times a day <laughs> or more. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm sure everyone, their first question is, what is high on tacos? Yes. What is it? <laughs> it's a clothing brand. Where are the tacos? We don't have any. <laughs> but that's actually we can go into the morphed, you know, that right now or we can. Yeah, wait, but let's let's go into it. Every every time that I've done an event, where's the tacos? Where are the tacos? Where are the tacos? And my whole thing with the high on tacos is like, in order for me to get high on tacos, it has to be a homemade tortilla and just good meat. Just the, it has to have that perfect combination, you know. And nobody around here really uses homemade tortillas except for like a handful of places. Mm-hmm. You have. Uh, Coco's Cuisine up in Mount Vernon. So I just found that place because I was looking back Ooh. at some of your Instagram you, videos okay. on your... Uh, yeah. And I was going back researching. I was like, oh, wait, that's in Mount Vernon. It is. And um, Did you go there? <clears throat> I did. What did you think? They were amazing. She's... Yeah, you literally have Abuela, which is grandma, yep. in the back yep. cooking. I mean, she presses the tortillas, throws them on the grill. Like, it's amazing. It's literally like getting tacos you know in, in an alley down in Puerto Vallarta yeah they're amazing they were and, and like I was blown away by the flavor of everything yeah um, and the price point 
yeah. is really low. It is. For what you get, it's super For low. For sure. But yeah. I mean, it's also in a gated <laughs> a bar <laughs> where the windows are barred, you know, a Jerry's Grocery. Like, it's a super ghetto <laughs> supermarket. Right. Well, I so we're from Arizona, Tucson, Arizona, okay. which is right on the border of Mexico. Like, yeah. it's, it's a very rough town because a lot of people, they can steal from there, jump, steal a car, sure. flee to the south, and they're yeah. free. Um, so it is a rough town. I'm not, I always say like that place looks like it's straight out of Tucson, Arizona. Like <laughs> that's yeah. how every store looks in Tucson. That's Everything's funny. barred, gated, like with amazing food inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was a great find. It was, I've taken it's, the week after going there. I took, then I invited my, my dad to go there. Nice. My, I took my wife there. Yeah. yeah. No, it, that place is actually, I, I stumbled upon it and I'm like, holy cow, this place is really good. And the fact that, I mean, it takes a little while to get your food, but it's literal. It is actually home cooked Mexican food. Right. It's really good. It is. But yeah, so that's, so I'm thinking <clears throat> in my head, like I never wanted to do food. It wasn't in the business plan. Never was. After talking to a few people, I'm going, you know what? I, I actually, I should. There's never been, there's, you know, you have the, the restaurant chains that they open up the restaurants and they sell the t-shirts with the, their name on it, their logo on it to promote the restaurant. Right. It's never actually been done to where a clothing brand has turned into a restaurant. It's the reverse. It is the reverse. Yeah. But at the same time, if you think about it from a marketing <clears throat> standpoint, I want people to say, finally... I don't right. want people to say, what's that? Oh, what's this new place? Maybe we should try it. No, I want people to say, oh, my gosh, finally. They finally open up a joint. Like, this is great. Yeah. You know, because you've already had that interaction. You've already built the brand and, you know, the logos all around the country. Right. You know, I, I co-brand with restaurants from New York and Jersey to California and Arizona, Mount Vernon. Like, I, literally, I co-brand. Like, they have their logo on the front, my logo either on the sleeve or the back. I co-brand with Paddle Pub, you know, for their Taco Tuesdays. I mean, it's really fun. And so the logo's out there. And so the, that's the, like, if, you, if anyone knows anything about business, the biggest question and the hardest thing to do is get brand traction. Absolutely. And brand if you've done the hard work. <laughs> yeah. um, well, it, didn't, it doesn't hurt that I was, had so much exposure with USA Today. Right. That really helped out a lot. <clears throat> I mean, I got media exposure. I, I was in newspapers and magazines and... You know, so that that brand recognition is has already been done, right? But the plan right now with the high on tacos, so now I, and I had to go get the trademark for not only apparel but for the restaurant side. Yeah, because there's those, I know a great insurance guy that insures restaurants. Oh, really? Way. That's <laughs> you should introduce us. <laughs> uh, but it was, uh, you know, it's two separate trademarks. Now I'm in the process of actually <clears throat> trying to copyright the slogan. Might be a little tough, but. You know what? If you don't try, you never know. Right. Um, so what we're doing, what I'm doing is uh, opening up taco shops in rural college towns. We're gonna st- I'm going to start with Bellingham. Okay. And then hopefully go to Ellensburg, Pullman, Spokane, and then Eugene. Oh, nice. I don't want to do the Seattle thing because it's right? very convoluted. There's a lot to worry mm-hmm. about. And honestly, I want it to be a destination spot. I don't want to be one of the many choices. I want to be the only choice. Yeah. I mean, that, that's honestly, you if get, you look at Kameno, it's why we are what we are. Yeah. It's because, like, if we built the same thing, Seattle, Everett, like, it's like, oh, yeah, there's that, there's that one yourself. little spot over there. I mean, it's kind of like the... Uh, you want to be the destination. Right. Yes. So we're just going to... I'm just going to do 
you know, seven mm. items on the menu, do $2 tacos, nothing else. I don't want rice or beans or chips and salsa, man. It's, you go in there, you're getting tacos. <laughs> the name is High on Tacos. It's right. not High on Guac. I mean, it's just, it's just yeah. I'm going to keep it super simple. But uh, we're also going to do the uh, apparel, like the hats and the shirts and the koozies and the school colors. Okay. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Only available at that location, though. You can't get it online. So you either have to go visit that location or know somebody that's going to buy it for you and ship it. That's, wow. So I'm hope. I mean, the plan is to have these <clears throat> nationwide within five years covering the continent. I well, mean, even, I mean, I want to do Canada, you know, I mean, my vision, people say, you know, I mean, if you don't have a vision of, of the, of the absolute best case scenario, right. you'll never know. I mean, I want this to be a worldwide brand. Yeah, well, that I mean, it's I mean, been done before, so why not? Right. Well, I'm sign me up for when they uh, you release the Pullman one, right? That's where I went to school. Nice. Yeah. No, that Pullman one is. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna do yeah, the crimson and gray and all that stuff. Yeah. It's gonna be super fun. Yeah. And, well, and, that's that's incredible. That's really neat. And I love the idea of it being like a like a very straightforward. Like this is what you're getting. That's what you get. And There's seven items on the menu. This is what you get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> it's different different yeah but uh i think i i actually i know it'll work yeah i know it'll work well i mean you've you've done so many things already with just it being an apparel brand correct um yeah. and and i have to ask how did you get connected with the people to get the brand on a semi-truck <laughs> um i did the las vegas taco festival <clears throat> and i ran into a gentleman who was there with uh a bunch of his friends, and, and I mean, there's, I think there were six of them total, and they all bought shirts, and then he came back a little while later, and, you know, and he's like, hey, this is really cool. We should keep in touch. Give me your contact. So I gave him my contact info, and he ended up reaching out to me a few months after that, and he says, hey, look, would it be okay if I rocked your logo on, on the side of my rig? And I was like, well, what kind of rig? What do you mean? And he's like, well, I drive internationally, no, semi-trucks, and I'm like, Look, man, I really don't have the funds right now to sponsor anybody. So I'm act I actually do sponsor a, a professional freestyle motocross rider. Really? Okay. Yeah, Jared LaRue. He is one of the Monster Jam riders. So he travels all around the world performing during the Monster Jam, like the half shows and things like yeah. that. And uh, Robert Haslam, he's actually a local guy. But they, yeah, they travel around the world doing Monster Jams. And my logo is on the side of his bike. All right. Well, at no we'll cost definitely... right now, like no cost. Okay. It's, How did you get that? I know I, it's uh, because the vision of the brand is not just the selfishness of me making right. money, right? It's so I don't know if you know this, but I'm also the director um, and head coach for the Stanwood Camino Special Olympics. Really? Okay, I didn't know that. I took that over. I took the head, the uh, director position from Sue Tees after she passed. Okay. Um, but I've been doing it now for three years. So did, um, do you have a history with that? Like, as far as, like, do you know people? Are you friends? Yes. Uh, yeah, my, my uncle has a level of Asperger's. Okay. Um, but it, it's not just that. It's that, you know, growing up playing sports, the Special Olympics has always had a soft spot for me because when you look at, I mean, honestly, with, with no hindrances <clears throat> in, in anything, I mean, sports are difficult. Right. You know, soccer, baseball, hand-eye coordination. But when life itself is the hindrance and, you you know, tying your shoe or making a complete sentence or, I mean, eating uh, for all that matter, and then you still go out and play some of the most difficult sports, 
it, there's just something to be said. Like, I mean, that organization is beyond amazing. Right. And I've always wanted to give back fiscally. I mean, my goal was always, I want to donate $50,000 a year to the Special Olympics organization. Well, I'm not there yet, so my gift is my time. Yeah. And it turned into just doing the soccer, you know, once a week to running the program, looking at, you know, I'm going to be doing basketball this year. I'm getting back into the, you know, going to be doing the bowling, been part of the action club. Like, it really turned into something I, it morphed into something I didn't even expect. But I'm also, I've, every dog of our own has been a rescue. I'm a fan of boxers. I love the boxer breed. Okay. I'm sure you've seen my boxers yeah. out here. Um, you know, but I want to also build a sanctuary for rescues. You know, I mean, out in eastern Washington or something, just like massive land where everybody, I mean, it's, right. it is going to be an expensive project. But honestly, this high on tacos, I do, I do, I'm pretty comfortable with insurance. Mm-hmm. The high on tacos was something fun that I never knew was going to take off. But now that it actually is, I'm going, you know what? This could be the catalyst to potentially make my dreams come true with being able to give and being able to help. I mean, if I could turn high on tacos into a nonprofit that supports the Special Olympics and and dog rescues and all that stuff, that would make me happy. And that's like just a different vision that I have. Right. You know, I mean, and so it's, it's not exactly what, what people, and, and so that's actually, those, that vision is why Jared LaRue, the freestyle motocross gentleman, mm-hmm. that is why he says, you know what, I like where this is going and I want to see you succeed, so I'm going to rock your stuff. And that's exactly why the gentleman in the semi-truck said, you know what, I want to do this for free. I'll buy the decal. I'll have it made. Because they see the vision and the passion and they're all... They all want to make a difference as well. There's more people in this right. world that want to make a difference than we realize. Yeah, and, and a lot of times that's just giving them the ability or yeah. the, the way to do that. Not many people have the tools. Right. I and, mean, And I didn't before, but now I feel like I have just literally purchased everything from Sears and got Craftsman or Snap-on tools. I'm like, look at all these tools I have now. Now it's a matter of how to utilize them and how to build something out of those tools. So now I'm up to five semi-trucks driving around the country with large 24 by 24 decals <laughs> on each side. It's pretty cool. That, I mean, I, that is so neat, all of the things you're doing that. Because, I mean, that's, that was a lot of the stuff, the foundation behind the coffee roaster when that was started. Um, again, that was started early 2000s. Well, you guys have helped. That coffee roaster has helped so many villages. Mm-hmm. And the things that you guys have done is absolutely fantastic yeah i mean just phenomenal and that was really you know that was part of the vision of a guy named skip lee who did started agros and um you know they help villagers and stuff buy their land so they're not working for someone else oh that's great and then they get to pay that loan back so at the end of that seven-year term they own that land that's great um and they're already doing what they were doing before yeah you know it's it's that's that's wonderful that's that's fantastic i love that I love and that. I mean that was I mean that was beginning of social business and like there wasn't even the term social business back in that time. They were trying to figure that out. Yeah, and that's um, great. Um, but no, I think very. You know, it's when you. I, I believe that when you you're a truly good individual, right? When you actually have a good soul and a good heart, and you want to do good, you can. Mm-hmm. You can. Right. And you know what? The universe will give you the tools that you need. And I think. The other thing is that, you know, something that I've pondered a lot is that we, we live in America. 
we have resources that nowhere else in the world has, and we can use those to be able to help people and give back and in ways that you can't in other places. There, I mean, there's literally places that you can't do that, but Correct. there's even comparable place countries around the world don't have the tools and opportunities that they, we have they, here. They're, they're they similar, but not quite as vast, not quite readily available mm-hmm. as us. Right. And, um, it's, I don't, this is really cool. Cause like the, you, <laughs> at first you start with the high on tacos brand. That's yeah. just like, Oh, it's a neat thing. Like, Oh, that's awesome. That's great. And it gets so much deeper. And I think that's why, uh, like I said, when you're at these events and stuff, like you may not be the salesman for the, the shirts themselves, but you're the salesman for what you're doing and your vision. Why I'm doing it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And that is the, the Not a reason. lot of people know the deep down drive because it takes a long time to explain right. it. And the attention span of people, it's, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, once I start getting more and more exposed <laughs> and open up the locations, you know, the admission statement will be on there. And it, it's definitely, uh, I don't want it to be a selling point, if that makes sense. Right. But it's just those two things are something that I'm very passionate about. And if I weren't passionate about it, I wouldn't be doing the things that I'm doing. Like I volunteer so much, so many hours and days. And I'm at, I actually have a three-day conference coming up um, down at the Tulalip Casino for the Washington Special Olympics. I mean, it's literally from like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. for three days. It's a, it's, it's an, it's a workshop, but it's going to help me better run this program. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that is, I mean, any sort of directorship or leadership position <clears throat> is a lot of work. There's so much work that happens behind the scenes by leaders, yeah. of these organizations and things that, that your average person on the floor will not know. Like, yeah, we'll never know how much work it's done behind the scenes. So, um, that's so cool. I'm, yeah, all the stuff that you're working on is just <laughs> you're really, like I had no idea. Yeah, like, I, you I really didn't. Yeah. Like I did. I mean, I did my research. I was looking online, and I I got tacos. I That's, keep it at bay right now. <laughs> I keep it at bay just for the time being. But when the time is right, it'll be it'll be addressed. Yeah, and the public will be aware of what's going on. And I think that will be um, might be the flint. Yeah, to start to spark the you know the wildfire that that I'm wanting this brand to become. Right. Well, that that's awesome. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. That's really neat to be able to share that and hear yeah. your your story and your vision on that. Um, so I like to end the podcast with kind of questions about Kameno because yeah. that's kind of the focal point. Sure. Of it. Um, and I also like um, one of the aspects I do like is I like seeing showing people the Kameno from the viewpoint of its people of the people of that an are islander. Around. Yeah. And um, so, anyways, when tourists come. You know, so many people visit this island, but they don't know the spots to go. They don't know what to do. Um, And we've got some great state parks and some great places to hang out. Those are some of the more well-known spots. Right. You know, if you were to ask me, which, you know, I've had friends say, hey, man, you know what? I got my girl and I were going up for, you know, the weekend or the day. Where should we go? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, honestly, after after looking at places and being, there's three of my favorite spots are English Boom on the north end. That's awesome. I mean, you have so much wildlife up there. You can walk along the yeah. coast, the beach. It's it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Right. Um, next to that, I'd say Barnum Point. They've done a phenomenal job with the trails. You can go for hours and never cross the same trail once. It's amazing. And it's great, dog-friendly. Um, but I'd say my favorite beach is Iverson. Yeah. 
I ever since great. Usually it's typically only a locally known spot because there are no signs. Right. In order to know about the beach, you have to be a local. Yeah. Which is kind of nice because it's never super packed. Yeah. Um, Although I will say as a kid growing up, when I discovered Iverson, I started going there and we'd go out there and I've noticed like they've had to expand the parking. They have. There actually usually is at least someone there. Whereas it used to be, I used to drive up and like never known for hours by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard stories. I've only been up here for three years so but that was the first one when i first moved up here i actually moved uh i was living on the golf course at camelock okay but i traded that for yep. uh, a view okay well i was a lot it's a good choice yeah um but yeah i mean it, other than that i'd say just take the time to drive around the island and if you see an art gallery stop in right and these there are some very world-renowned artists <clears throat> that have galleries up here yeah. And they, there's some cool stuff. I mean, Jack Gunter, Dan Kaufman, and I mean, those guys are phenomenal. Dave Casera's got you know, his gallery in Stanwood. Right. I mean, there's some cool stuff up here. Some yeah. really cool stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> kind of touched on this, but um, if you had a friend coming in from town and they said, you know, and you were like, I want to show you Kameno, what would their first day look like here? I would say, I, honestly, that's what I'd say. You need to go, yeah, go to go to English Boom for. I'd say English Boom would be the last stop because it's great for the sunset. Yes, yeah. But if you want some nice, like Iverson's nice and peaceful. Um, if it's too busy, go hike in Barnum Point. But just drive the island. Honestly, go out, look at the map, drive the outskirts closest right. to the water, and yeah. enjoy the views. Yeah, I mean the views on here on a sunny day are phenomenal. But I would definitely say end it with English Boom. If I were to say food. Um, it might be biased to me, but I love the baked cafe. I do too. I mean, come yeah. on now. How can he be? That guy does fresh ground chuck every morning on yep. the beef. All the bread is in-house homemade. Yeah, sure. There are some restaurants out here, but guess what? They all order food. You know, they order their buns. They right. order their whatever. They order their <clears throat> ground beef for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah. He makes it. Like he, right. he's like right there. You can't get much fresher. So I say food wise, you, you gotta stop the baked cafe. For sure. Yeah. I love and, and he does and a mean a, pour over and, and some coffee. of the fun stuff he does too. He does specials. He does. And I love what I like uh, and I hope to get Jesse on the show as well, but I love the creativity that he has and the the not fear to do one offs. Like he'll make yeah. it where he's like, I got five of these, come down. Yeah. And or how like, about the fact that he's like, this is my burger. This is how you get it. If you want ketchup, the bottle's over there. Like, <laughs> this is how I make yeah, my burger. This is a fast food restaurant. Yeah, We're not you don't get an order. order. <laughs> this is how it is. If you don't, And he's slammed all day, every day. Right. Yeah, I mean, he and consistently t- runs out of beef. His t- Like, every day. Yeah. <laughs> his tots and fries are to die for. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I love having right. that, and it's right downstairs from my office. So oh, that's so convenient. many times I have brought lunch, and yet it stays in the fridge. <laughs> right. So I hope my wife's not listening to that part. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. My next question is, uh, who is the most interesting person in this community that I should interview next? That is a tough one because there are so many interesting individuals. Right. But I would say from just knowing him personally, Chris Christofferson. Yeah. The guy's, I mean, he's been an Islander for his entire life. It's a generational thing. Um, Chris is, a, not only that, but he's a great guy and he's super smart. Um, I would say he's the most interesting person on this island that I've met. Okay. Yeah. I will definitely put, you know, I have them because of all the neat stuff they've done. Yeah. Um, growing up, they had that alpaca, alpaca farm up there and everything. Oh, yeah. And they've turned it into so much more. I mean, yeah. 
Um, there's just a lot of neat stuff going on over there. So um, I definitely want to have him on the show. Okay. Um, all you right. should. And lastly, if you could have a message on a billboard on Kamano as you're coming up on the island, what would that say? That's an easy one. <laughs> that's an easy one. It's something that I've lived by, and it's something that's uh, guided me through um, a lot of different ventures. But whatever you believe is your limit is your limit. That's it. Straight and simple. If you believe something that you can't go past this, then you're right. You can't go past that. You know, it's like what Henry Ford said. Whatever you believe, like... Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Right. Yeah. And that's it. Like, that's why, you know, the vision of everything is whatever you believe is your limit is your limit. And if you think that you're limitless and can do whatever you want, you can. You absolutely can. Yeah. That would be my message. That is, that's a great message. We've, um, I think that's something that a lot of people need to hear and i think it's something harness that, it don't just don't just say it harness it believe it yeah truly believe it because if somebody reads that and go you know what you're right well there's a difference of actually harnessing that and saying well gosh darn that makes sense that be everybody you know nobody gets a break nobody there are people that have grown up in wealth that have become just wastes Mm-hmm. Then you look at some of the people that have gone up for nothing. I mean, Bill Gates in a garage, yeah. right? I mean, Steve Jobs. Like, oh, I mean, I mean, it's they were regular people mm-hmm. with a vision and a dream, <clears throat> with no money. Right. You don't have to. I mean, yeah. Just believe it, and it'll come true. Yeah. Yeah. If as long as you put the hard work and, and it everything does behind. take hard work, man. <laughs> it doesn't fall in place. I'll tell you that. You know, I've had. Yeah. I mean, I've been through. Man, I, I mean, I've had financial diff. I mean, in my twenty, you know, late teens, early twenties, I've had a car repossessed. Man, I'm not kidding. It was, but if you keep grinding and you keep going, and I've been evicted out of you know my rental before, and this was you were years ago. But it's how you handle that hardship. It's how you react to it, and a failure isn't a failure as long as you've learned a lesson. Mm-hmm. You have to say, you know what? I failed, <clears throat> but this is what I can do better. Right. You know, all the, all the entrepreneurs out there, they don't look at it as failures. They look at it as lessons. Yeah. And if you can realize that, that a failure isn't, it's not failing. A fail, failing is actually good. Right. Because if you don't fail, you never know. You don't right. know what can be better. Yeah. And I've failed many, many, many times. I yeah. fell on my face a few times. Life has hit me in the mouth. <laughs> and, uh, but as long as how you react to it and how you keep going forward. Right. And yes. I, yeah, and I think that's something like, um, I've definitely gone back and or struggled with is like your, your train growing up and stuff like school and all these different things like that failure is bad. Cause if you get an F you, you're out. You're yeah. like, right. No, it's absolutely um, true. And versus how the real world works is where like you test something, it doesn't work. Okay. But how do we learn from yeah. that and make it better? How do okay, we make let's it try this? And um, yeah. that's something for sure I've been learning through business and everything. I do that with insurance a lot. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'll, I'll submit something to the underwriting team. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to do this. And I'm like, well, how can we make it fit? Because the insured, the, most of the time, the business owner, mm-hmm. they're open to making changes, right? Well, right. then they say, well, we don't like this, this, and this. I say, okay, so if the client, if the insured changes this, this, and this, you'll write it. Well, yeah. Okay, done deal. Yeah. Like, that was easy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, just because they say no doesn't mean that they won't. Right. You just find out what fits and what works and how not to fail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, right. Well, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Um, everyone that's out there, all the Islanders, be sure to go follow High on, High on Tacos on Instagram, Facebook. Um, are you on Twitter? No, I'm not on Twitter. Okay. I'm not young. I don't know. I'd have to hire somebody <laughs> to do that. I don't know the I don't know the tweeting. I don't, all I yeah, that's about as much as I know with Twitter. Yeah, yeah just 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 uh, the Instagram and the Facebook. Um, I do online sales as well. All right. It's still in the process. I'm, I'm, you know, I have a great web gal who's actually local here on the island. Um, yeah, she does everything for me. I don't know much about the websites. Yep, yep. So. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining awesome. me on the show today. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate and Islanders, it. I will talk to you next time. Well, a big thank you to Brian Hansen for joining me on the podcast. And thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And... If you want to learn more about this episode or previous episodes, go to kamenocommons.com slash podcast. That's kamenocommons.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.